welcome to another episode of The Momas and the Ampas, a podcast discussing the Avatar universe as folklore, episode by episode. We're your hosts, Eric Lefebvre, Dr. Amber Jones, and Jessica Tresero. We're continuing our journey through Avatar The Last Airbender with book one, Water. We're on chapter 17, The Northern Air Temple. In this chapter, Aang discovers a group of people living at the Northern Air Temple, leading to another emotional reconciliation and subsequent Fire Nation attack. Yay! <laughs> wow, you guys, that was really good. We sounded really, like, legit. Like, that's we're, probably, like, yeah, the know. best professional we've done so far. Wow. Our timbre, immaculate. Our amber, immaculate. <laughs> immaculate, yeah. That's how I feel, <laughs> <Damn>. too. <laughs> oh my gosh okay so we're here we're approaching the end of book one um this is our wait is there a word for fourth to last there's penultimate which is like right before the last i have never heard this word this word is going to be in my vocabulary forever thank you i know penultimate is one of my favorites it's such a good word yeah so penultimate is like right before the last Ah. one it's like not the ultimate, but the penultimate. Yes. Is Incredible. there is there like a, a third a or fourth tetra iteration? ultimate? I don't know. Ooh, that would be or so nice. Te- anyway. Tetra ultimate. ultimate. Yeah, tetra ultimate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's that would be nice and so, sexy if it was a word. <laughs> wouldn't that be iconic? We would feel so good. Oh my god. Okay, so the Northern Air Temple. Um, but it's it's the Aang one the before arrived. the yes. yes. Wait. It's two before, is it? Two before, I think, right? Because there's 21 episodes. Oh, I this is, I often this is put now just a math podcast. The um the the last oh the parts episodes. one and two yeah I put those together in my mind. I got you. Okay. I am gotcha. back on track. <laughs> so we're at the Northern Air Temple. Ang and the gang have shown up. Um, he sees that a group of people have essentially what he deems as desecrated, uh, his people's territory and he walks through the system it's like this big inventor there's teo who is this um what is he called i guess he's a glider he doesn't he doesn't air bend but he more glides through the air um through machine and invention um and yeah also stolen we want to start with stolen air gliders right that's where the dad got a lot of that design was like well we found these things here so they like yeah. repurpose that. And a lot of this episode, um, this is a really deep episode because like a lot of it is um, about just that, like uh, these people coming in and not giving a shit about the history or anything that's here and just being like, well, I'm here and fucking yeah. desecrating this uh, this air temple. When you like, when they get in and Aang sees, like he's like kind of offended at first when he sees the gliders and he's like, okay, whatever, I guess. And then when he walks in, seeing his heart, break seeing all of these uh, metal pipes everywhere pipes, seeing the demolition yeah. that has happened and um the um uh teo tries to be like oh isn't it incredible and like or like remarkable something and then like ang is like well it sure is he's like yeah it's great he's like no it's not it's just it's it's i he like has no words almost yeah yeah, there's a level. I mean, again, this this episode is about desecration and appropriation of like old culture or of culture mm-hmm. in general. Like they are not respecting what this place is. They're destroying it for the sake of 
and I mean, arguably in this case, capitalism, profit, mm-hmm. uh, the inventor, he's making all of these things to just sell to the Fire Nation to maintain his people's uh, life here on this stolen land. And he's lying and about that's, it. He's, he's and he's being lying like, about oh, it. Oh, like yeah. his, his front that he shows to the avatars, well, we didn't have anywhere to go after the Fire Nation. And um, then my son is disabled and there's this whole thing. So he's trying, and then Aang is like, okay, I guess like I understand you need a place to go away from the Fire Nation only to find out that he's only allowed to be here because of the Fire Nation, which is like an even bigger slap in the face. Yeah, I think this episode, it's funny because we've been talking about all the things Aang has been going through. He's had like a lot of just like ego checks in the last several episodes. Um, And I feel like this is one episode where, I don't, it's like, he's like, okay, so I know that I have done some messed up things, but this is some really fucked up shit, you know? Like he goes through and um, yeah, I think the word he uses is unbelievable. And yeah. he was like, yeah, but not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like one, Aang is very restrained knowing as like how traumatizing it is just like seeing this temple desecrated in this way. But also I just, I feel like it's, they downplay it, you know, yeah. like they still make it like, yeah, but it's kind of okay because they were actually, they were displaced by a flood and, you know, nice things about his son and stuff like that. Um, they they definitely give it like the Nickelodeon treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's the sort of whimsical justification for badness yeah. that they throw on here, which... I mean, makes for good story. It makes for good narrative tension mm-hmm. just in terms of like, oh, well now as a viewer, I have to reconcile like, well, is that a good thing? Like, I mean, yes, they were, it's unfortunate, but they were also doing a bad thing and trying to justify or rectify that or rather not rectify, but like, um, what do you do when you put two things together? Cohese, um, cohese those two ideas together in a way that's like acceptable. And it's really this is another episode mm-hmm. where they do that thing where um, that was such a great, um, a great phrase. They Nickelodeonized yeah. uh, this ending <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. like at the end, Aang accepts like, you know what? It's okay that you did this. Like when, like, I don't feel like that should have been his mm-hmm. response. Like th- he is the very no. last one and he, he's like t- nine, 12, something. Mm. So he doesn't even yeah. have all of the history. He, he's not even been able to take in the own, like, his um his culture himself and it is already being destroyed by somebody else purely like like their reaction to him is like oh well these people are stinky and they need a bathhouse and he's just like he's like (laughs) yeah but like i need to know about me and my culture and i think that this kind of stuff also plays into um you know like uh cora too when he's trying to rebuild the the air nation or like you know like from the ground up he's the only one he needs Tenzin and uh him to make lots of babies so they have lots of little airbenders but like trying to piece all of this together for just one person like who is also supposed to be the avatar like he can't even fully devote his life to the air like to the air nation and uh putting all those pieces together because he he has to be uh there for everybody and to save everybody you know so like 
to see yeah. that this is the avatar and everybody accepts him as the avatar just to literally throw this in his face and be like yeah well um it's cool that you're the avatar and thanks for saving us and stuff but like we're we still need a, a place to bathe because we're here now and like fuck your yeah. culture fuck all of this i hated the hermit crab metaphor at the end in just like that as like a ooh a little wrap up again what we're talking mm. about the Nickelodeon like it's just a nice little bow like see and they find their home and it's like temporary and like you just relocate and it's adaptable and it's like well that's not really what we saw here today but I get what you're saying um, but secondly uh, my uh, very silly uh, horny gay brain as soon as the whole bathhouse thing started happening I was like why is why are they talking about that in the show that's so weird <laughs> And then I remembered, no, 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 bathhouses aren't just cruising sex palaces. <laughs> they are also places uh, to bathe uh, in communities. Incredible. Uh, so that was just my silly brain being like, why are they talking about this? It's like, that's a, that should like, be we, here. We really need a bathhouse. Like, <laughs> We really need, we need to I mean, we really need a bathhouse. So. <laughs> I mean, essentially, just, yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not no, but also <laughs> definitely not. But like, yes, not the how right many like ancient temples have you <laughs> desecrated for you Truly. know to get your fuck on? You know. I mean, <laughs> there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do think it's interesting to think about like it, like what they're trying to kind of sneak by us here. Because I like it how you said, like, I don't like this um, this hermit crab metaphor because it's not like the airbenders, like, moved on to another place. Like, they were murdered. Yeah. And it's like the acquisition of land. It's theft. It's murder. It's genocide. It's not. It's not just adaptability and, like migration or the conversation of 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 of, of that it's literally genocide yeah. like that and that's not the same as like a little hermit yeah <laughs> and kind of talking about them like they were like an ancient peoples but it's like 100 years is not that long actually boomy yeah. has been around you know 100 years is not Bo that long li literally yeah, yeah. boomy's still alive yeah. it's um, yeah it's they're speaking on it as if it happened 700 years ago and there's like no evidence or no like lineage that's traceable yeah. or like remembered also, and it's like, like no, what did they do with the bodies no. there had to have been skeletons and yeah. um and just decomposing corpses all over this what did they do with the bodies it's not like they didn't know this and they it's not like they didn't know that like all of these people were killed in this awful awful way and i'm sorry how do you go like oh i just happened upon this place no fuck that you knew that was there and you were going there and it's literally <laughs> at the top of mountain and yeah. i thought um correct me if i'm wrong but i thought that one of the things that made air temples so special was that you couldn't get there unless you were an airbender or unless you were invited or unless like you know so i mean you had a bison yeah and so that also like is weird how the fire nation was able to take them down so we won't even get into that but like but yeah, so how did these people get up there? Like, because we didn't even yeah, really Nickelodeon. see. How does he quote unquote stumble upon? Yeah, a civilization yeah, Nickelodeon. that you literally Where? need a magical flying beast to get to. 
Where are the bodies, Nickelodeon? <laughs> Where are the bodies? Where did you Where hide are they? them, Nickelodeon? Where did you hide them? We know that you're not talking about this. <laughs> no, but it's true. Yeah, there's a lot of like, oh, uh, there's a lot of what ifs and kind of unanswered, not only ethical stuff, but just narrative stuff in this episode. Because it's, I mean, I do think it's a great episode. I do think that it like mm-hmm. really kind of pushes things along. But the more we talk about it, even in this brief like introduction of it, uh, the more it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Air temples are sacred because you can't get there unless you, you're near bender. And Aang's the last one, so how did they get up there? Also, yeah, it's just... And again, yeah. you would have to know that's there. Like you, And even if you saw it, you would not be like, oh, what's that? You'd be like, oh, shit, right? Like, oh, there it is. Because it's not... I mean, it's been a hundred years since the airbenders were wiped out, right? People still know about airbenders and know like the Northern Air Temple of this, especially when you fucking walk in. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was a choice, a deliberate choice by him. And yeah. he really made that decision. Uh, the dad made that decision that we're going to come in here. Like these people aren't around anymore. Fuck them in true earthbender fashion. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Teo and his placement in this story. Yeah. And him and Aang's relationship, just in terms of like, uh, kind of toxic by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> um, just in terms of like, he grew up here, mm-hmm. assumedly. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know necessarily about the lore or the lineage or the ground itself, mm-hmm. but he is, he's just like this really optimistic, like, yeah, come see all this cool stuff. And Aang initially is like, fuck you you little shit yeah. <laughs> i don't care that you're good at flying i don't care that you're like a fun cute person i don't care and he's like let's show this room it's like i'm not opening that fuck like i'm not doing that your family sucks you suck i'm out but then the, he kind of comes mm-hmm. around and understanding that like oh he does have that spirit mm-hmm. like he says something along the lines of like only airbenders contain that mm-hmm. spirit and then he tells him when they land like yeah, I feel like you have that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know you're not weird. an airbender, but you... I mean, I I like it only in terms of Aang recognizing this person individually outside of the, the horrors of the context. Yeah. I think he recognizes that, like, just because this thing he's doing is bad in this situation, as an individual, he can understand that, like, maybe he's not intending to be malicious mm-hmm. or, like disgusting and that he's really just like this earnest character whilst also understanding that like his family and his community is doing a horrendous thing like i like that there seems to be a distinction between that recognition as not necessarily like an overt lesson but as like a yeah i can see that in you but also fuck these people and they you're a part of Mm -hmm. that like unfortunately you know there's complicity but there's also like an ignorance that he carries with him that Aang recognizes in the badness of what he's so witnessing. Part right? of my, my, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how that would play if he wasn't disabled though. Um, mm. Because I feel like a big reason why Aang is like, you know what? I get it. You can't ever walk. You can't like really move around by yourself and everything. So he feels pity on him partly. And he's like, you know what? yeah you you got this right so i wonder how much of that that's a good point um is actually genuine or is led by um, that character's disability because we do see like i mean his dad just uses his son's disability as a fucking excuse 
this whole time, right? And I, yeah. I'm not sure if we have seen another disabled character or one that's disabled in, in this way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or in such an overt yeah. way where that is mm -hmm. paramount to his character. And so like his dad is trying to say like, oh, we did this because, or my dad did this for me so I can un I can feel what it's like to walk and to move around or, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I feel like we can't discredit that part of the character um, and Aang's reaction to that because if he could just walk and yeah. stuff, I don't feel like Aang would be like, yeah, you like right away, you have the spirit of an airbender and stuff. I do feel like part of it was like, oh man, that does suck. You're stuck in that chair. You know what? I was wrong, you know? Yeah, there. Okay, that as like a tokenizing conversation mm -hmm. definitely is interesting that I didn't really consider. Like, I wonder yeah. if, if Teo was able-bodied, if like in the story, it would be more likely that Aang would be like, um, yeah, I know that you guys like didn't know who you were hurting before, but now you know that you're hurting me. So I'm going to need you to like leave this fucking temple. There are other places to live. Mm -hmm. yeah because um, i feel like right Ang has yeah met, like a couple of people that like you know he were able-bodied that like kind of challenged mm -hmm. him in the same way and mm -hmm. he wasn't so immediately like you know what yeah it's fine like he it had to it took like i feel like if if uh Teo was able-bodied this mm -hmm. reconciliation of those characters and tang's or, and uh ang's like apology i said tang mm -hmm. like they're a super cool. i know um anyways <laughs> But now I can <laughs> like they have their issues but <laughs> <laughs> they both fly together it's so cute oh my god <laughs> he drew his pig he drew his portrait oh in the sky god, that's so true mm, well maybe, maybe is what we're right. really talking about <laughs> We're talking about a mute yeah. cute. We're witnessing it firsthand. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so I, I wonder, um, I don't feel like Aang would have come around to him so quickly and especially considering, because like everybody else just kind of challenged Aang on like uh, an ability level or an intellectual mm -hmm. level or like, mm -hmm. uh, like oh, Katara is looking at this person. Whereas in this one, like he, like he and his people desecrated like one of the only things like from his, like from his people. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that that's, that is definitely a really good catch just in terms of like, yeah, you're right. Like, what if, what if, how would that look? Because it does, it does seem like there's a level of like pitying that's coming from Aang's direction mm. in this, this character. To like some the degree. last time Aang was at That a, feels a little disingenuous. The last time he was in an air temple, he mm -hmm. like almost destroyed the entire thing because he was so upset finding out that everybody was dead. Like, and yeah. his reaction compared to that was just... Like it, I understand, like he has been reconciling and working on this, but I feel like it mm -hmm. was so fucking muted in this. Like, I mean, this had to be way more devastating than just like, oh, it's, it's, you know, I can't believe this happened. Yes. And now I'm trying to think of it like in juxtaposition to um, the Southern temple that they went to in like episode three or something like that for this to be like the second temple he's been to since like you know really coming to face to face with the genocide of his people and 
Um, and instead of like another like empty place, which was like a bummer, seeing all these people just like walking all over his shit and just living their lives like it's for them. And like posing as airbenders too, because like now there's like people that are telling this tale of airbenders living at the, the air temple again, yeah. right? I definitely would have come down and been like, oh, by the way, you need to correct your little story. Mm-hmm. These are not yeah. airbenders. Uh. Yeah. And I mean, granted, it is wild just to see Aang's reaction as all of this is being thrown at his yeah. face at first meeting. Obviously, there's the flight. There's being like, well, he's not a real airbender. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's kind of good. And then the desecration of the wall for the bathhouse, the pipes, the story, the people, the ignorance, like it's just all like even just af- one after the other. And boom, then boom, boom, finding boom, boom. out that the people that are living there are working for the Fire Nation like that, like he I feel like it was a muted reaction to like what he would like. I feel like that is just the biggest slap in the face on top of everything that has happened. Yeah. Like not only did you desecrate my like, you know, my people's space, but you also did it in the name of uh, the people that committed this genocide. Like, yeah. I, and he was just kind of like, we need to have a talk. And then like, you know, it, it, we didn't really talk. And then he's that, like, you know what? It's like a hermit yeah. crab. You guys moved in and it's a-okay. Desecrate yeah. my shit. It's fine. Literally. That's, I mean, that's the biggest, re- like, that's the, re- that's why it's such a bad ending mm-hmm. just in terms of like, let's just wrap this up. We don't need to get into it. And it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, you got into it, but you didn't talk about it, unfortunately. One, uh, there was also a really uh, cool just, like, animation moment in this episode where, like, when they are in the mechanist's, like, little workroom and that um, that Fire Nation general or whatever is, like, talking to them, Aang does this cool, like, air backhand slap thing. <laughs> yes. And it's it's just really really cool, um, and again, shows is that when he like, does the Trinity? Uh, I'm not sure. He does the Trinity pose from the yes, Matrix. I think you're right. He like, like pops full... out and it's like <laughs> he yeah. pops out and does the hand on the ground like the full kneel in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh, the Trinity. I totally <laughs> missed that, but I do know he does like an air backhand that was just like yeah. really awesome. <laughs> Also, Katara, yeah. like, uh, with those tanks, was fucking incredible. When she found out that the counterbalance yeah. was water, she was just like, oh, whatever. I fucking what? got this. Yeah. Like, and I was like, hell yeah, girl. Like, oh, so good. I mean, granted, like, the fight was amazing the whole time. I was, I mean, it's just so, <laughs> I remember feeling this way the first time. The mechanist, the whole time being like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Like, him and uh, Sokka on the mm-hmm. balloon. I'm like, fuck you. You're the reason this is happening, you asshole. Like, uh, it's like what do we do like what if this and I'm thinking and I'm like I don't care that you're thinking you're a bad person get out of here also, like you're the you're the problem you're the reason this is happening he's like I'm just a sidekick you're like go and away and Sokka's the real reason why like they were able to win any of that right like yeah. He's, yeah. he's both no. the reason that they won that battle but the reason why they lose so many later on because while he's like simultaneously like saving everybody like with like I feel like this is also the first time we really get to see Sokka as a military genius Um, and as like, not just that, but also just really smart and capable because he's the one Mm -hmm. that solves the balloon problem. Right. He's like, Oh, cool. Like, so he's got science happening up there in his brain and it's fucking awesome. Um, But like literally like he 
he saves everybody by like, you know, uh, throwing the fuel source, but like down into the, the leak and then boom, everybody is surprisingly fine. Oh my gosh. Um, but by doing that too, he also handed the design to the fire nation for those yeah. balloons because they didn't have that previously. So we see that as a precursor. And I think he even says like this loss, uh, gave us the ability to win yeah. numerous others or something. Yeah. Like, something along the lines of like ashes of this loss will be more, um, victories. Yeah. I also yeah. want to talk about like the giant explosion and how how did it not kill everybody? Mm-hmm. Literally, <laughs> it was a giant explosion. How did the how did the mountain just not fall down? And how did like the inside because like that natural gas is like connected uh-huh. to the air temple? How did that whole thing just not fucking implode? Like, how did that not happen? Yeah. But now it looks cooler because also... it's on a skinnier little platform. It's on a skinnier column, so it looks, like, cool. So whenever, <laughs> like, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the death toll that has been racked up, yeah. I think about this episode. I was like, there's no way none of them died. There's no I way. I stand corrected. Half that community, <laughs> half that community has, must have gone. In this. But see, they... And we're just not seeing the we're not seeing the wreckage and we're where not seeing are the, the bodies happening. Nickelodeon. Where are the bodies exactly. Nickelodeon? They Nickelodeon uh all of this. And that's why, like in the beginning of this pod, I was like, Aang doesn't kill anybody. I'm fucking wrong. And I realize no. that now. And it's because they don't fucking show us, like they show us that like he saves people or yeah. he accomplishes his goal, but they never mm-hmm. show us the the destructive the destruction. He's never and like directly fuck. killing people, yeah. but he's definitely yeah. indirectly killing people. Yeah, death death is never intentional for Aang, but it is absolutely a um not causality what is the it is a uh um consequence a consequence yes exactly it's a consequence of his actions so unintentionally he has killed many many people i know i don't get off your high horse and he doesn't and he's like i'm ethical and you're like well yeah but also Like, yeah. he doesn't realize that, or, like, he's, like, just gaslighting himself, because then, like, I mean, the final conflict I, is, I don't want to kill the um, yeah. the Fire Nation King or whatever. Um, I forgot I his think, name right now, because I'm think, mad. <laughs> I think there's a level of, like... Ozai. Ozai. I think there's a level of willful ignorance to it, and mm-hmm. also, I think it comes from just youth, like a youthful mm-hmm. sort of optimism that he carries with himself of like, see, I saved the day, but it's like not recognizing that like, yeah, but like, don't you see that entire place you just <laughs> Where do you think they guess... went? Like, also this other thing, like, don't you see that like, they're gone? Those characters just don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they went? <laughs> they didn't just disappear. Like, your actions do have consequences yeah. on Forge, and that's just with this great power that you're wielding like it does enact violence and through these fights there's gonna be some bystanders and that's just it it's not as ethically cut and dry as you hope it to be or as you like perform it to be uh ang mm-hmm. ang <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's it is tricky i i honestly haven't really considered the death toll or like you're so right. It's like all of these big moments. It's very clear. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like there was a crowd of people standing right there, and now there's a big rock. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> or now they're all off this mountain. What they're... happens? Uh, they yeah. fell. They fell to yeah. their like... deaths. I'm sure the official Nickelodeon statement would be something along the lines of, "Oh no, they were evacuated." Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Oh it's gosh. also hard to reconcile in my mind with Korra because isn't I'm pretty sure that this is the air temple that gets destroyed in the fight between Tenzin and the Red Lotus as well. Ooh, I'm gonna look that up. I is think it? so. I think it was the northern air temple that that fight happened at. The Northern Air Temple, you are absolutely correct. Yes, which also means that Lahima's Peak is somewhere around. I I mean, I know it's the same world and obviously the same <laughs> universe, but in my head I was like, how can that be the also, same? Also, I know. Different shows. And where <laughs> is all of the pipes and stuff and how like, or like- Yeah, I keep thinking, I was like, did they- The restoration <laughs> effort, like that had to have taken like, it had to have taken more than like 10 years or something. Like there's no way. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. No way some of that is is done. Well, well, I wonder if uh, in the reestablishing or the attempt to reestablish the Air Nation, there is some sort of like, let's go return that to its uh, form or maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, obviously it's... Honestly, yeah. yeah. Because, like, think about it. Like, after Aang, like, saves the world and everything, like, there's nothing the Avatar can't do. And mm-hmm. so I could totally see him coming back be like, hey, guys, yeah, uh-huh, we're friends. Get the fuck out. We're gonna, like, yeah. we're reclaiming this. You're gonna have to resettle somewhere else. So then where did he get the backing for that? Because he was also trying to establish Republic City. And so that's also a big chunk of change to do both of these. And I can imagine, I don't know, is it, did like people feel bad and like just, did he make the Fire Nation pay for it? You know what? Zuko probably paid for that. Zuko probably did that. I could see him doing that. I could see him doing it. Who paid for the restoration of the Air Nation culture? I mean, all of the families from the hidden dead bodies. (laughs) They paid for it. And then they hid the bodies, and it that's the big clever. It had to be preparations from the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had to be. Had to be. Okay, so we've established <laughs> that reparations happened in the Avatar universe. <laughs> Great. Yes, it had to have happened. But yeah, I feel like this episode. It's always like, whenever it comes on, I'm like, oh yay! It's all we're almost to the finale, <laughs> because the finale is so good. It's yeah. like, yeah. I almost don't care about this episode, like, at all. Well, because it's arguably a... Th- I know it's technically not a three-parter, mm-hmm. but it's arguably a three-parter. Yeah. This finale, yeah. right? Like, because the next episode, we're establishing them getting there and the whole waterbending saga. Yeah. And then it's, like, the final battle with the moon yeah. and the girlfriend and the pond. and The moon, the, the like, girlfriend, and the pond. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The, the trinity. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I don't I don't know if I have a whole lot else to say about this one apart from mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the RC style mechanics of those tanks. Like where it would just like flip. <laughs> it would like flip over when it was just too over on its side. Oh yeah, that was cute. Was like, Ooh, yay. It was like RC cars. Um that was sick. But yeah. 
I yeah. I think I'm good. How do y'all feel? Uh, I feel good. Okay. Two tanks, um, cultural appropriation. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to another gorgeous little episode of the Momos and the Appas. It's a gorgeous Period. little episode. Gorgeous little app. Oh, music and editing by Eric Lefebvre. I'm like, what are we doing now? <laughs> Wait, why are we waiting? <laughs> why is it just quiet? What am I you looking guys stop at? Stop talking. What do I? What do I read? Artwork by David Tercero. <laughs> Please do not forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps, and we love you for yes. it. Yes, um, and please always remember that Uncle Ira was a war criminal. He was a war criminal. It's true. Can't Please forget do not forget it. it. Goodbye. He's hot, but also yeah. welcome. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we'll see you next time for the start to the finale of This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best-of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From misfits to share. Green Day to Gaga or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. 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 Podcast.